Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hello everyone, I'm Jamie with homeschool.com and I want to welcome you to our series entitled The Homeschool Helping Hand. And today we're in session four and we're talking about creating a homeschool learning environment. And we have a really wonderful special guest with us today. Her name is Leah Hudson and her website is simplehomeblessings.com. So I want you to make sure that you visit her and see she's got a lot of really great information and helpful things for homeschoolers over there. Um, Leah, would you take just a minute and tell us about yourself and your family and what you're doing? Yeah, sure. Um, Hi, I'm Leah and I am a wife of almost 17 years. Uh, We have four children. The oldest one is nine and the youngest one is three. And so we are very busy and uh, we live out in the desert of Southern California and we've lived here for years, but we're we're both originally from Texas. So we always have to throw that in because Texans are Texans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have family yeah. in Texas. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. We still have family. So we go back pretty regularly or as often as we can. And um, I've been homeschooling since my youngest, I mean, my oldest was a kindergartner. So this is our fifth or sixth year. I can't even do the math. And um, we're kind of slowly bringing, you know, each one in at the appropriate time. Um, as far as homeschool, I would say we are, um, we're a classical homeschool and um, we lean um, on Charlotte Mason as well. So it's kind of classical Charlotte Mason, but decidedly classical, slightly Charlotte, Charlotte Mason. Um, and, oh, I, I have a blog. I've been writing on my blog for uh, eight years off and on. And um, I really, I have just discovered recently that I really do love writing. And um, I wrote a book that is about to come out. I'm really excited about. Um, I think that all of one person will read it. And I I already know that person, so (laughs) that'll be great. Um, And uh, I do make some resources for my home, uh, for my homeschool, and I do sell them on my blog. Um, I make uh, gathering placemats that are for morning time. That's what we call our morning time is gathering. Mm-hmm. And they are just a way, they're a classical and a Charlotte Mason way of bringing a morning time to our breakfast table that has definitely helped us over the last few years. So I did see that on your website. And um, is there an offer to get a free? Oh, yes. Um, there's oh, When you sign up as a subscriber, you get a free set. Um, and the, the free, when I say a set, each set has four different placemats. So if you're a parent of one child, you could use one for a week and then, you know, switch it. Or if you have four kids, like I do, that's why there's four. Um, And so there's no arguing. They all have a different one to look at and then they can trade amongst themselves. So that's kind of the idea behind it. And um, I make them every year. And then I also have some um, kind of evergreen ones that are tend to be a little bit more nature studied focused. Right. Well, it sounds lovely. (laughs) (laughs) So 
bringing us to our topic today, I know that this past year has been full of challenges and we've seen a lot of new homeschoolers. And so that's been really exciting for me. I love, I love to encourage new homeschoolers and just tell them how great it is and, you know, all, about all the freedoms that they have and all that yeah. stuff. But I've also noticed in talking with a lot of these new homeschoolers that they aren't just homeschooling, but they're also working from home. You know, of course, depending on the state that you live in, spending a lot of time at home. <laughs> yes. So we're doing a lot of things in our home. Mm -hmm. Not just living, we're also homeschooling, we're also working. And so there's, I feel like there's a lot of challenges that kind of come into play with that. And so that's why I invited you to talk with us today, because I saw several things, some very helpful things on your website um, about organization and just encouraging us in, in that specific area. And so uh -huh. um, have you found that to be true as well in your conversations with homeschoolers? As far as the, the struggles with yeah. the fact that we're in our homes all the time, yes. <laughs> we're also trying to maintain being a housekeeper and a child rearer or a babysitter and uh, teaching. Yes. Yes. I definitely, <laughs> I think it's just a struggle that we, we have, um, we just kind of add on the homeschool portion of it and it, um, it's hard to find balance in all of those things, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> So I, I mentioned this earlier, but I just love the fact that we're getting this view right into your full room. And so yes. it's really great. I love having a place where you can kind of dedicate it to learning. And it really helps me as a homeschooling mom to kind of stop you know, yes. you know, when we don't have a room, which we've done on different occasions in different situations, we've had a place, sometimes we've not had a place. Um, it's harder to draw that line of, okay, mm -hmm. we're ending our day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're in the living room or wherever. Um, so for those of those that are listening to us that may be new to homeschooling, um, where would you suggest that they start kind of with the organization of a homeschool room, or even if they don't have a room, organizing their area where they would learn? Yeah, um, well, we do, like I said, we have a, a homeschool room, but our homeschool tends to bleed that way. It, you know, I'm sitting at our dining table, and then over here is our kitchen with our island, and that's where we do morning time. And then we've got our living room over there and there's where we read. So it does bleed. And um, my husband, you know, tries to take back a little bit of the territory. <laughs> so um, we actually did just recently move some of the other things back into the homeschool room because it just tends to, that's just the nature of, of homeschooling. It just, it happens in the home and it could happen in I was, I was, I kind of wrote down the places where we, we do, we do couch schooling, we do dining room uh, schooling, we do homeschool room schooling, we do kitchen table schooling, and we do outside in the backyard schooling. So we kind of do it all. And I, I kind of tend to think, you know, there in scripture, it says, you know, everything in the temple is, it's holy. And I, this is not a temple, so I don't think I'm going crazy it's more like everything in the home and in the homeschool says learning, 
learning happens here. And it's not just learning in the homeschool room. The, the school day doesn't end necessarily. I mean, yes, the academics part of learning ends at the end of the school day, but we continue to learn, we continue to read, we continue to have those conversations. And so, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna get a little messy, <laughs> but I do kind of have some solutions. And that's, I think that's what you found on my website that mm -hmm. made you me is that I try to have those practical solutions. You know, I, I kind of tend to believe I'm a problem solving mom and I like to find solutions to the problems of my day. That doesn't mean that all problems are solved at the end of the day, but that we're moving towards kind of progress and feeling comfortable where we're, where we're at. So, you know, yes, it's wonderful if you can get a homeschool room and we're blessed that, you know, there's a desk for each uh, child and eventually we'll probably have to kind of rework it because they're smaller desks and but we've got smaller kids and um, we also have a work table that we and so I would definitely have a work table whether that's the kitchen table whether that's the kitchen counter or the coffee table or whatever having a place where you know a flat surface where, where one can work is really important but we have a work table in there um, all the bookshelves are in the living room and I have a book problem as most homeschool moms do. Um, so they're always being uh, gone through. But uh, one of my solutions for uh, the book problem is I have a shelf that's designated for my, this year's homeschool books. So my kids know exactly where to go to get their homeschool books. But at the beginning of the week when I'm doing my prep, I will go and shop that shelf and I will pull all of the books together and I put them into a bin and I put that bin on the, um, the dining room table. And so that really helps to, they know where it is. They know what books we're going to be using for that week. Cause we are, like I said, kind of Charlotte Mason leaning. So we do a lot of reading. So there's constant reading going on around here. So the books kind of get strewn. And then at the end of the day, I have like a cleanup. I mean, well, I should say there are days where middle of the day, mommy loses her mind and we do, we stop for 15 minutes and we clean the house, <laughs> but uh, that's normal. Uh, but then at the end of the day, like, especially my oldest, who's doing more workbook work, I make sure that she pulls it all together and puts it on her desk. So it's, you know, we can still have dinner at the dinner table. Yeah. I know that's kind of wrong with it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it. Um, I actually was just sharing that very similar process that you just described with someone today um, when you feel overwhelmed and things are just kind of getting totally chaotic in the house in the middle of <laughs> to just stop. And um, when my kids were littler, we would use like an egg timer and set it for maybe five minutes and yes. everybody helped. And, you know, of course, many hands may make like what. Well, I can't even speak today. Like, so it makes it really quick and simple and everybody participates and helps mom not go crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, everybody has different standards of cleanliness, but you know, my kids, they definitely have a different standard of cleanliness than oh, I yeah. do. You know, they it's just normally know. Right by it, you know? Yeah. So there are times where I just like, okay, yeah, let's stop. Let's take 15 minutes. Yeah. And there's also times where I have to stop and take 15 minutes because instruction has gotten to that, you know, like there's a point at which the child is frustrated. And so we can sometimes just take 15 minutes and like, we're gonna, we're not gonna 
do homeschool for 15 minutes, you know, or whatever, however long and just kind of rest because that's been one of those struggles with us this year. And I don't know if it's Corona or whatever, but just that it's more important that I am the mom of these children than that I am the teacher of these children. And so sometimes I need to take a step back and take that teacher hat and put it to the side and be mom and make sure that I'm not ruining the relationship that I have with these kids um, just to educate them. (laughs) Right. Well, I feel like that all plays into that idea of creating a healthy learning environment. As you know, if you're stressed out or just feeling on edge, we're not doing them any good. And definitely ourselves, you know, the whole, the whole family suffering. Definitely. Yeah. We do, we do a lot of, um, yeah. Uh, soothing reading. <laughs> so sometimes we just take time and just read together, like that cuddling, that moment of kind of coming together. I mean, books are treasures in my heart and I want them to be treasures in my children's hearts. But um, I, I also have noticed that they have a way of ministering to them, you know, so it's, it's not just for their educational purpose, but for the, the delight and the, the beauty and the truth and all of that, all that good stuff. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mine are a little older, mine are teenagers now, but we mm-hmm. do um, first thing in the morning, some read aloud. Yes. I, I hope we'll always be reading aloud. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. All right. So do you have any other pointers for us? <laughs> Um, oh, well, I was going to say, um, as far as the organization, um, I organize just because the organization makes me happy. That's, that's oh. all there is to it. Um, but um, more than that, it definitely provides structure for my family, which is so important, especially in the chaos of the day. So I kind of plan, 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 like down to the little bit. And then I back off. And I do that at the beginning of the year, or I should say, I do it at a really weird time of the year. I plan my year ahead in April, which is not necessarily the time that most people are planning their year ahead, but it takes me a long time. I plan right down to the little last detail of each of my children. And then I step back and then when we get to doing it, Every week I do what I call a prep rally. I'm kind of a, I'm like a complete nerd. So just get ready. So um, <laughs> I do a prep rally on either Sunday or Monday morning if life has been crazy. And I, um, I sit down and I think about um, what's gone well. And I'm thankful for that. I take the time to be thankful for that. I think about what needs to kind of where we need to move, what we didn't accomplish from the week ahead. I sit down and I write out the schedule for my kids and my kids actually get to choose how their days go because of the way I do my scheduling. And I think that has been huge in my kid's wow. life. It, 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 like I said, I, it seems like I plan, 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 but then we, it gives me that chance to relax and let my kids kind of lead a little bit. They get to read their favorite book first. They get to decide if they're going to do science next or if they're going to do math next or if they're going to do, you know, history or whatever. So that's kind of nice. Um, And then I have, um, we're Saxon math users and there's a lot on my website about that too. So if you're interested in Saxon math, kind of like obsessed. So, um, but I do our Saxon math prep twice a month. 
So I sit down and I get it all ready and I have it in a folder and I've got a whole system that I do. And then I do it also for my older Saxon math student. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, I shop the shelves. That's, I do that during the, the prep rally. And then, um, yeah, like I said, I write out the agenda and then it kind of gets me excited. I have a cup of coffee, life's good and I'm ready for the week ahead. So yeah, I kind of do some of the, those prep things along the way so that um, it stays organized throughout the week, but it doesn't feel like I'm on my kids, you know, like I can just call out, hey, what's next? And they rotate in. That's kind of how they do it. So since there's three of them, you know, this one's got to do this. Okay, now you go do that. You go do that. You know, so we kind of, it's right. like a little dance. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I can tell with how you're describing your day that you've done a lot of training. You've taught them yeah. to be independent in these specific areas so that they are able to do what you just said. You know, they know when you call out to go and do this or this or that. And so right. I feel like that's really an important part of homeschooling and parenting in general, yeah. just teaching for independence and teaching them, you know, this is what we do. It may not be at the same time every day, but this is, this is our habit. This is how we do it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, cause we're not that, that, um, and it's not that this is a bad thing, but we're not that homeschool that has like at eight o'clock we get up and, yeah. and we eat breakfast and, you know, we don't literally, there's not a time on any of it. Mm -hmm. um, my husband would really like for us to be done by three, but I tell him often that, you know, that's just not possible because <laughs> there was a tantrum for an hour in the middle of the day. <laughs> so it's just, <laughs> We're not at that stage yet. I don't know. I, I may never get there, but, and that's not really my goal because I think he kind of, we come from backgrounds of, um, he was private, he went to private school and I went to public school. And so it's like, well, the school day ends at three and you should be able to fit everything in there. And I'm like, I don't think it really works that way with homeschool. It just, it just doesn't happen all the time. So sometimes we do school on Saturday a little bit, a little bit. And sometimes we, you know, kind of, do a few things um, later in the afternoon so it's quieter. You know, you just kind of have to work around where where you can. You know, you make it work and your kids, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> My kids are much better at learning than I ever was because it is loud around here regularly. <laughs> I sent them all to their rooms <laughs> so that they would not come in here every few minutes and tell me, you know, the important thing they need to tell me or scream in the background. Um, it's loud. And so um, that's, that's a reality that makes a homeschool feel chaotic. Just noise can make it feel chaotic. And so um, we do, you know, often you guys have to be quiet. You have to do, you have to do your task, but yeah, they have gotten used to those routines and they, like I said, giving them the choice of what they want to do next helps them to be a little bit more excited about doing those things. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. It sounds like you you plan extensively, mm -hmm. and at the end game, there's more freedom because you've done all that planning. Yeah, I think so too. And it's like holding it with open hands, you know. Like, like I literally, this is beautiful, and I would love for all of this to happen. Wouldn't it be wonderful? <laughs> and it's this beautiful tray of knowledge and learning for my children, and 
knowing that they're only going to take bits and pieces. And if you make the feast too large, if you plan too much and you try to cram it all in the day, yeah. you're not going to get the beauty of mm-hmm. what's going on. So yeah, I try to scale back. I do have to tell myself like, this is not important. This is not going to happen right now. It's just the way it is. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And even when, you know, I have a 13 year old and I'm you know working with her this year on biology and I get so excited about it. I'm finding it super interesting and I'm, uh-huh. and I want to keep going. And she's like, <laughs> her eyes are crossing. <laughs> I have to, I have to catch myself even in that and just kind of rein it in. Okay. She's at her max now. This is, yes. you need to stop. We'll pick up tomorrow. Probably have to review that a good bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just, you know, that's the special part about learning, isn't it? With your kids, you get to learn it all over again and be even more excited because your life experience has taught you certain things that their life experience hasn't taught them, but yet it's just so beautiful to watch and, and also learn. I, I have a hard time not uh, answering the questions when we're in our co-op. <laughs> I'm, such, I'm like such a nerd and so enthusiastic about learning that I'm like, oh, I know the answer to that. <laughs> Pick me, pick me. This is for the children. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Absolutely. So another thing that I wanted to ask you about is how do you, I know you talked about your prep time, your prep alley. I like that. (laughs) But how do you keep all the homeschool resources, all the books and the curriculum. And I know a lot of us now, there's so much out there that's free that we can print and download. How yeah. do we make that manageable? Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. Um, I'm kind of a nerd about those kinds of things. I have a few posts on my, on my blog and maybe we can put those in the comments or something. Yes. I'll, I'll kind of, I'll gather some together and we'll put this in the comments. But um, one of them is uh for our spelling specifically, I have a box that's just for spelling. It's got the letters and I make my kids and a lot of people think this is crazy, but I make my kids put out the letters into the entire alphabet every day. And um, I think it helps with spatial reasoning and alphabetic awareness and phonemic awareness. I think it's beautiful. Um, But I have um, taken our spelling books and I have bound them in spirals and then I label them according to uh, what level they are so that I can read the spiral. I set them off in a stack and at the end of the day, and then we have a clipboard for our our, um, words to write them down. And I put all that into a stack at the end of the day and I put them in order. So I, who is on top is the person who went seconds today. And the, you know, and then so on. So they're constantly, it's not going to be an argument of who went first and who did, you know, whose turn is it? I let them decide whose turn it is to set up the spelling because I don't make them do it together because that does not end well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They have different ideas about where things should go. Um, But yeah, so I do that. And then for math, like I said, I have a folder that I have that's the, it's the weeks ahead. So it's two weeks ahead. It's got all the things that I'm going to need. I print out all the resources that I'm going to need for that, those two weeks, and I have it ready to go. And then when that's empty, it's time for another prep rally in which I do the math. So it's kind of, it's really, you know, it's just kind of self-sustaining. And I give myself kind of cues along the way. Um, 
I also get everything. My One of my rules for math is I don't put away my stuff for the day until I have prepped for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, like if there's a question of the day or there's a coin cup that I have to fill with coins or, you know, whatever it is, I make sure that's all set and ready to go so that they can start their math by themselves in the morning. And then I can join them and do the math lesson. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I do. I, like I said, the books kind of take care of themselves. They're right there. The kids know, and I tell them if we're not going to read this the rest of the week. So I have them look at the schedule. If we're not going to read this for the rest of the week, put it back on the shelf that, you know, it's supposed to go on. So it just kind of has like those routines of um, organization. Yeah. So it's like routine organization helps to stay organized, if that makes sense. So if you have a certain way that it's done and it's done that way every day, it doesn't become chaos. It doesn't get out of reach, if that makes sense. Right. So you're doing a little um, bit all the time instead yeah. of, oh, and trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. I, have, um, I, uh, I worked retail long, long, long ago in many moons. <laughs> um, and that was one of the things that I learned from retail, which was that they do a reset at the end of the night. So you get everything back where it's supposed to go so that when you open in the morning, it's a beautiful store for your customer to come in and everything's organized. And if you don't let it go more than 24 hours, it's not ever going to get so bad that you can't set a timer for five minutes or 15 minutes and get it taken care of. So that's kind of, yeah, it's, but those are kind of the, the routines that you kind of happen upon as you're trying, as it's problem solving parenting. Like I said, like, it's just not every homeschool is going to have exactly the same spelling. Not every homeschool is going to have exactly mm-hmm. the same math, but you can create routines for your family that kind mm-hmm. of help you to stay organized. When you see those problems, you can go, Hmm, how can mm-hmm. I fix that? And that's kind of what I do uh, all the time. <laughs> that's a problem. What can I do to fix it? And it may not get fixed, but usually if it's organizational, I can figure it out slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We have six children now, granted they are a little bit older, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but that is, that is exactly what we had to do. I mean, just had to constantly think ahead you know, this isn't working out well, what can we do? Um, And trying to stay a few, just a few steps in front of the kids. Yes. (laughs) That everything is, is um, just on top of, like you said, and and if you can, if you can stay with it um, every day and a little bit, it, it really does help not just organizing what you see, but making yourself feel kind of, you know, calm and yes crazy and chaotic or rushed to figure things out. Right. And when you get that question of mom, what do I do now? You actually know the answers. <laughs> you know, you're a little bit more prepared. Yeah. Cause it can, it can get away from you really quick or it can get away from me really quick. That's for sure. So I have a question for you. Cause you just kind of brought that up. Um, you said that you allow your children to decide what they want to do next so do mm-hmm. you in some way um have what they're doing for the day posted or do they have mm-hmm. a planner okay would you describe yeah that? yeah so um so like I said during that prep rally I have um this sheet that I've made and I've 
I've made it and it is available online um, on, on my, and I'll, we'll, I'll try to remember to put that in the links. Um, okay. And it's, it's for free. It's really basic, um, but it is editable, 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 editable. <laughs> Let's settle on that. Um, and um, so basically it has the different subject areas that will be addressed um, throughout the week. I'm trying to remember if it's, yeah. And then the, the children are on this side and the subjects go across mm -hmm. and the days go across. Or I don't know. I can't even remember now what it looks like, um, but I do it so often. Um, anyway, uh, so at the beginning of the week, when I'm doing my prep rally, I sit down and I take from my meticulously planned planner from April and I transfer. And I that's where I'm also looking and I'm seeing did we not get to this? So I take the one from last week and I say, okay, we didn't get to this. That needs to move here. And so everything kind of gets shifted or do we have time to do two of this same thing that we, so we can catch up this week or do we need to catch up at the end? Or, you know, I kind of make those determinations. Um, so that I sit down, that's, that's kind of what helps. It's that maintenance thing. It's that routine order, order that kind of keeps it going. And then I post that um, up on the wall and the kids actually, I know this sounds so corny, they get so excited about seeing that schedule because they start to see the books that are coming back up that are favorites. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, my student, uh, my oldest student last year refused to begin her week unless we read Pagu. She had to know what we, how Pagu was doing and we only read it once a week. So she was like, it's first thing on Monday morning or nothing, you know, <laughs> so, but she would be so excited. And then because of her excitement about the books, my kids that are coming up afterwards are just as excited. Oh, now I get to read Wind in the Willows. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, just those kinds of things. And so, um, yeah, they, they get to pick it. They get to decide what time of day they want it. Every once in a while, I will overrule and say, look, I'm not doing that until the end of the day, or I'm not doing that yeah. right now. Uh, I've got to do, you know, five other things. Um, so it, but it, for the most part, they get to decide. And I think that since they get to decide, they get really excited about the next thing. And they can kind of put off just like the rest of us. They can put off those things that they're not so excited about. Um, but usually, even when they put it as like we did Shakespeare this morning with my uh, third grader, and um, she's like, I don't like Shakespeare. And I was like, well, then I guess we won't be reading it right now <laughs> until you have a better attitude about it. But, um, but then we started reading it and she was really interested because of course it talked about cutting off a pound of flesh. And so she needed to know what was going to happen in this story, <laughs> but we yeah. just stopped. And I also kind of try to find those spots to stop when I've caught their attention just enough to make them be excited about the next time that we're gonna return and study Shakespeare or study or read the next chapter or whatever. So. Effective use of the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or just, uh, we've had, you know, just like you were talking about, there is a point at which there is enough and you can see those eyes start to glaze yes. over and they're like, what is going on? You know? mm -hmm. But yeah, we did Shakespeare this morning. The other was Hamlet and my fourth, fourth grader is obsessed. She just absolutely loves it. But um, yeah, that's another one of those meticulously planned and then just enjoyed 
when it actually happens. So I do love that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate all of your insight and all of the wonderful words of wisdom you've shared with us today. I'm going to try to wrap this up here. So do you have any last comments or things, something that you want to tell our listeners before we close? Well, first, I wanted to thank you so much. It's been so nice to meet you and to talk with you. I feel like we could be coffee buddies for sure, if you like coffee. And, <laughs> and we, we would just talk for hours. So that's been really nice. You've made it really easy. Um, as far as the homeschoolers or the homeschool moms and dads watching, um, enjoy it. Um, I, I am absolutely loving it. And I know that um, the organization part of it can be the hardest part, but I truly believe that it is one of those things that allows you, once that's taken care of, it allows you to enjoy the process. It allows you to sit on the couch and read the book and enjoy the book with the kid, as opposed to worrying about the 50 other things that have to happen. And um, yeah, so it's just, it's, that would be my encouragement. Um, I, like I said, I'll include some links in the, in the post about very specific because I, I get really specific about my, my planning um, because I know that people need encouragement and some people don't know how to create those systems. And so I just, I just like to give ideas. Um, the whole reason that I started my blog um, nine years ago was that I truly wanted to bless just one person. That's why it's called Simple Home Blessings. Simple because I'm simple, home because this is where I'm at, and blessings because I truly just wanted to each article or whatever reach just one person. And I get so excited when there is one person that comes to me and says, that blessed me. That is the best thing in the whole world. world and that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me writing and, and sharing the solutions that I have, what, such as they are. Um, so if you're looking for some more solutions uh, specific, I can put some in the comments and that way you can get some ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank and you. As Leah mentioned, um, please be sure to go and visit simplehomeblessings.com. She's got so much information and she's, she's written it in such a wonderful, personable style, just like she to us today. So it's very easy to um, find advice and help and inspiration. And so, of course, I always want to invite all of our listeners to homeschool.com. Um, we are there for you to help you homeschool. We provide advice and inspiration and even free tools and books that you can download and help you in your homeschooling journey. And thank you everyone for listening today.